Hi, hello, welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is July 8th, 2023. Hopefully this episode finds you well in good spirits and high hopes. Um, let's see, as for me, doing pretty good, feeling overall good, yeah. Wouldn't say great, I don't know, the rainy, rainy day situations kind of got me feeling lazy, but luckily I was able to beat the rain, got my laundry done, got some donuts in me, so that was fun. I feel like I'm, I'm like kind of getting into like a rut, which is a good rut, I feel. When I go to the donut shop, my little local donut shop, shout out to Jupiter Donuts, uh, I get this uh, raspberry filled donut. Uh, this one I got with like cream cheese instead of the vanilla icing, and uh, I had like a raspberry swirl on top. I guess they call it the Red Storm. I was like, oh, I know how a cool little name like that. That's cute. Uh, then what else was there? What else did I get? I had a chocolate frosted donut and then another sticky bun. The nice thing I got to say about the sticky bun, I really wish I just took a picture of it because, you know, sometimes I'll be snapping my little foods. But, um, oh my gosh, like it had this like layer of like caramel that had like like sat at the bottom of it and like pooled at the side of the sticky bun and so there was like the cons in there and all that and like you could literally just have it was like like almost like a chip like bite oh so good so yummy i was like i know i need to take a picture of it but my hands are already sticky and i hate that that's the only problem like with the sticky bun it's almost like a like a greekish kind of food or something what i mean by that like like, there's, like, a folklore tale to it. Like, you're just, there's a curse. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. But, like, it's, like, there's got to be some kind of drawback, is what I'm trying to say. And it's, like, your hands have to be so sticky. And I always, like, look at myself after. And I'm, like, ah, there's just caramel everywhere. How'd this happen? Like, I feel like Spider-Man. It's the worst. Uh, but it's so good. Worth it. Um, sorry, I'm gushing over food. My bad, my bad, my bad. I'm trying to think if there's anything else to cover. No, um, if another storm rolls in, you know, that's what you're hearing. If there's any kind of pitter-patter, just uh, forewarning or thunder. Uh, let's see here. Speaking of thunder, well, I'm going to make some of that right now. Some strange clouds, if you will, and then we'll get into some news. Yeah. CBS News Baltimore. Teen charged in South Baltimore mass shooting that killed two, injured 28. Um, A 17-year-old boy has been charged in connection with a mass shooting Sunday in South Baltimore that left two people dead and 28 injured, uh, the police said on Friday. The teen is charged with possession of a firearm by a minor, assault weapon, uh, possession, reckless endangerment, and handgun in a vehicle. He was arrested by members of the homicide and SWAT team Friday morning after a search warrant was obtained for residence, um, the police said. The location of the home was not immediately clear. Uh, let's see. The teen's attorney said that the police... Um, 
are alleging that um, he pulled a gun out of his bag uh, at the site of the mass shooting. Now, uh, Michael Klinkscale, which is the um, alleged shooter's attorney, um, he told the Baltimore Banner that his client was shot when the gun when the gunfire broke out. His left leg was wounded, and he sought treatment for it at a local hospital. He was running away from the shooting just like everyone else and was shot. Um, granted, I think that might be kind of clashing with maybe what happened in the video. I'm not sure if it was between the, you know, the potential two shooters, whether, you know, it was him and then the other shooter. Um, the other person that is alleged is still at large, I believe. Um, but yeah, you know, this was an update I, you know, figured that was definitely relevant to cover. Uh, also, they did have the names in this article of the two people who were murdered. And I wanted to, you know, cover that. Uh, Alaya Gonzalez, 18, uh, was pronounced dead at the scene. And Kylas Fagbimi, uh, 20 years old, died at a local hospital. Another 28 people, most of them teenagers, were also injured in the shooting. Also, it was asked but not confirmed whether or not um, the shooter, like, or, you know, the potential alleged shooter, um, was a- among the 28 counted. The police haven't said that or not. They haven't confirmed that. But I was like, oh, shit, yeah, it's food for thought. I didn't even think about that. Like, you know, he he got shot in, you know, his own dispute potentially and then, you know, got checked out. I, I don't know, maybe. But I, I am curious to see you know, what develops here. Hopefully, you know, more things kind of come down the pipe and, you know, just keep you updated. All right, let's see here. In the next article, uh, this comes from CBS News. New HIV case linked to vampire facials at New Mexico Spa. Excuse me. Um, A new HIV case has been connected to a vampire facial at a New Mexico spa years after the business closed, state, he- health, state health officials said on Wednesday. Uh, the patient's only self-reported HIV risk exposure was a vampire facial they received at VIP Spa in Albuquerque back in 2018. The New Mexico uh, Department of Health reported... Now, let's see here. I, I kind of was just very curious what a vampire facial was. I looked at it and remember I'd kind of seen this trend kind of come and go or whatever. But it's, let's read it from here. During a vampire facial, a patient's blood is drawn and then components of the blood are injected back into the face using micro needles. The procedure has been reported to reduce pore size and help with fine lines to rejuvenate the skin. Okay, this process really makes me kind of queasy because I hate blood. Like, I'm not a blood guy. Definitely could never be a blood boy. Okay, you feel me? Um, It just makes me squeamish. But the idea of, like, these injections across your face and then seeing your face at the end of it, like... I hate to say it, but you, it looks like you got reskinned. Like it, you're, it's all red. Um, it, it's very ghoulish to me, but I mean, Hey, maybe if the process works and I'm trying to knock the science here, but, um, 
let's see, the health department is urging former clients who had any type of injection-related service, including a vampire facial or Botox injections at the VIP spa, to get tested for HIV, hepatitis B, and C. More than 100 former clients were tested in 2018 and 2019 as part of the initial investigation, but health officials said former VIP clients should be retested even if they initially tested negative. Um, which, you know, that's obviously sound logic. Sometimes you can, you know, obviously test negative, but it's still like dormant. It's not active yet. And then, you know, it can become active. Uh, also to get retested, it's going to be free for these people. They just have to come in, you know, to a certain spot, I think. And, um, obviously it's really sad and unfortunate for these people, you know, essentially, you know, I, I'm not anti, um, you know, any kind of like cosmetic surgery or whatever. I think at the end of the day, if you want to do a thing to make yourself feel good and you have the money to do it, well, should the world we live in, the times we live in, go off, honey, do it. Go, go berserk, you know? You want to get that new fresh, fresh skin, pop off. You want you want new boobies, new booty, go crazy. That's fine. But um, it's it's definitely a shame no matter what kind of, you know, situation it is, you're trusting, you know, a medical professional, at least that's what I would call it here. Um, and, you know, they aren't doing the proper procedure and they aren't doing proper sanitization, you know, things like that. And it can lead to just really bad situations. So obviously it's, uh, it's a shame. It's really fucked up. Um, hopefully there aren't more cases like this out of this VIP spa situation. But uh, former VIP spa owner Maria Ramos de Roos uh, pleaded guilty in June of 2022 to five felony counts of practicing medicine without a license. Uh, she was sentenced to three and a half years in prison. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if this person who contracted HIV probably has now a very fresh lawsuit to maybe cash in here and maybe try to get if there's any money to be had i don't know um and potentially any others who you know might have this from this incident in the future so yeah that was a little bit of an interesting tidbit to talk about let's see here from the associated press um at least 16 people including three children were killed by a leak of a toxic nitrate gas being used by illegal miners to process gold in a settlement of closely packed metal shacks, South African police and local officials said late Wednesday. Emergency services initially announced that as many as 24 people might be dead in the Angelo settlement of Boxburg, a city on the eastern outskirts of Johannesburg. But police and Guteng uh, Province Premier Penyaza Lesufi later said the number of deaths have been confirmed as 16 after the recount of the bodies. It's not a nice scene at all. It's painful, emotionally draining, and tragic, um, uh, said Lesufi, who visited the scene. Um... So I think apparently the situation that kind of went down here were these miners, um, they needed this gas as, you know, part of their process and they had it stored away, but there was a leak and um, I believe they kind of spotted it when they got on the scene because all of the gas had kind of leaked out. 
but it looked like it had leaked out into town. I think it was like something of like a hundred meter radius. Um, but essentially when I, I was coming into the story, I was thinking it was going to be like an explosion, but no, it was definitely something like more subtle. And, you know, when you have a gas leak, you know, maybe there's a smell in certain kinds of situations. I'm not sure when it comes to the nitrate, but, um, you know, essentially it killed some people, which is very sad. Uh, police said the three children were killed were age one, six, and 15. Two people were taken to the hospital for treatment. Um... They also go into a couple other cases involving um, Boxburg um, with uh, truck carrying liquefied petroleum. I'm not sure if we've covered that or not. It, it took place around Christmas. Uh, let's see here. Uh, yeah, it was around 100 meter, uh, 100 yards. I guess that's that's in American um, for my local listeners like myself. Uh, investigators were searching through a narrow, through narrow alleys between shacks, uh, cast into darkness by the lack of streetlights. A common situation in deeply impoverished and formal settlements found in and around South Africa's cities. Uh, they go through more of like you know the police detail. Let's see here. There was one more thing I did want to cover before I moved on. Um, this was a story I, I heard. I don't remember when it happened. Yeah, last year. Was it last year that this took place? Uh, let me just read it. But um, violence against illegal miners erupted last year and raged for days in an area west of Johannesburg after a group of 80 men, some of whom were believed to be illegal miners, were charged with gang raping eight women who were working on a TV shoot at a disused mine. So I initially had heard the story on the BBC News, and I was like, fuck, like, that, it was definitely one of those, like, I, I listened to this shit while I work, and it was like, damn, like, that stopped me for a second, I was like, shit, um, I was very depraved, very fucked up, but, um, it's just, it's very sad to know that, like, so much is kind of happening in this situation, and obviously, you know, illegal mining is bad, but I think these kind of situations are born to people who are desperate, and they need money, and they're going to do these kind of things that they know are illegal to try to make it, um, obviously that doesn't justify any of that kind of fucked up shit, but, um, it was definitely a big story, and it kind of sat on me that I didn't cover it, and I was like, oh, I saw this here, so I at least wanted to kind of, uh, shoehorn it in a little bit, um, alright, so that was, uh, a bit of a yucky, uh, story, you know, there's death and, and, and other stuff on the end, too, um, so yeah, we'll have a bit of a palate cleanser here. Um, I'm going to palate cleanse myself here a bit, and then we'll get to covering it. Ooh. Okay. All right, our last article is from Complex. Um, New Jersey judge under investigation for rapping along to Nas and Busta Rhymes on TikTok. Uh, this was uh, Judge <coughs> Gary N. Wilcox of New Jersey, um, who is under investigation after he posted various videos on TikTok of him rapping along to music from Nas and Busta Rhymes, um, among others. 
As reported by the New York Times, a complaint submitted to New Jersey Advisory, New Jersey's Advisory Committee on Judicial Conduct shows that Wilcox used the synonym Sal Tortorella to share around 40 videos between April of 2021 and March of 2023. Of the content he shared through the account, at least 11 were considered inappropriate and brought um, disrepute to the judiciary. Some of the songs he lip-synced included Get Down by Nas, Touch It by Busta Rhymes, and Rihanna's Jump. Um... The complaint accuses Wilcox of showing poor judgment by posting the videos, which demonstrated disrespect for the judiciary and an inability to confirm uh, to conform to the high standards of conduct expected of judges. He is set to face a hearing which could result in disciplinary action, including the possibility of dismissal from the bench. Um, I was kind of surprised to hear, like, at least, uh, like, the, the fact that he could literally, you know, get kicked off, uh, just because I'm so used to hearing, you know, stories about the Supreme Court, and they're literally just Teflon, but then it kind of reminds me, like, this is a tenure of sorts, right? Like, if you're a Supreme Court judge, you've grinded, like, in one way or another. It's kind of been a little bit funky as of lately, because you can get it in a lot of other kind of ways, and, like almost be an upstart but because like you were a sort of firebrand you get picked like we want the most like the most kind of person so we're gonna pick you um that being said if you're just a judge just you know uh you know regular to do judge um you are held to these kind of standards and people kind of quote unquote mean it aka you can lose your job um so to me i think this is kind of lighthearted. It is weird, though, because, I mean, this man made a whole ass fucking TikTok account, and um, some of the bits he does, he does it, like, in a robe, like, his judge robes, so, I mean, I, I consider that a little bit weird. I, to me, though, the most, the highest crime this man has committed is just cringe. It's just, I don't think this is worth it. For 100 follows? I mean, hey, shit, that's more than I fucking got. I, who am I to fucking judge? But goddamn, that can't be worth it. Like you're making real money. You're real, you're living a real professional ass life. You're a whole ass New Jersey judge. You don't need to do this. But at the same time, is it wrong? Is it illegal for you to? Like essentially, we're just talking about people's scruples and fucking feelings. Like, oh, is this bad vibes? Like, come on. Like, to an extent, I'm kind of like lose your job. That feels excessive. I would say, but. Once again, we live in a society where you can be a judge that's more or less fucking paid off, and who cares? Who fucking cares? Like, I thought it was cool. Like, I, I don't have to report that kind of shit. Huh? <laughs> so, the fact that, like, a New Jersey judge is kind of getting flack for his TikTok account, it, it's kind of funny to me. It's kind of weird, but um, I, I'm curious to see how uh, the verdict's going to land. Uh, you know, if I find out, then I will definitely be on the pod about it. Uh, but let's see, that's about it. That's all I got for today. Uh, let's see, if you'd like to help out to support the effort, I do have a Patreon, patreon.com, plus Isaiah News. Uh, you become a newsy, and with that status, I say your name once a month on the podcast, a bit of a roll call, if you will. And uh, not only do I say your name, I'll plug a project or thing you're doing. So, you know, part of the process. 
uh, let's see here. Free ways to hit me up. I do have, uh, what is it, Gmail? There you go. That's what it is. IsaiahNews1 at gmail.com. Also, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter, uh, Instagram. Uh, if you're listening on YouTube, woohoo, cool, cool, love that. Hopefully, you're subscribed. Uh, hopefully, you hit that thumbs up. Hopefully, you like this. That would be dope. Uh, that'd be pretty cool. I'd, I'd like that you liked it. Um, let's see. Comments are always great. Uh, reviews in terms of like, you know, other platforms, you know, all those stars and stuff. Sweet. We love to see it. Uh, let's see. That's, that's it. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for being a friend. And hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah.